Welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Grey Hair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is joined initially by Mamadou So and then Obed Adomako, two of the published authors who feature in your limited edition. Mamadou's chapter in the book focuses on how life is a place where it may seem impossible to overcome some challenges, but that's far from being true. And just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. Over to you, Tonya. Hi, and welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Mamadou, one of the authors in our recently published book, You Are a Limited Edition. Hi, Mamadou. Hello, Tonya. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are Thanks you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Congratulations on being a published author. How does it feel? Well, um, it feels really good, um, I would say, because, you know, um, with all the feedbacks, you know, reviews and, you know, having your friends telling you, wow, I'm so excited to read your chapter, your book, you know, the book you are part of. I think, you know, that really feels good. So, yeah, it's been it's been amazing so far. Well, it's an amazing achievement. And we're really, really pleased that you were able to uh, get involved in the project with us. Um, tell us a little bit about your chapter, Mamadou, and kind of the themes that come out of your writing. Well, um, you know, my chapter basically um, summarised my um, journey since I arrived in the UK in 2015. You know, the struggle, you know, the challenges, you know, being in a foreign country, you know, um, where everything is absolutely different, you know, to where you came from, you know, um, starting from the language. Uh, yeah, I had to really, you know, learn the language before I start to do, you know, anything. So, yes, I think, uh, you know, I'm reflecting on that and trying to really bring that all together has been uh, very helpful for me from now on because, you know, um, I mean, sometimes looking back to what you did, to where, you know, what helped you to be where you are, I think is some, somehow quite helpful in terms of, you know, um, setting up, you know, goals ahead and trying to achieve more. Um, we're going to hear an excerpt from your chapter shortly, but I'm just going to quote you, Mamadou. You said, um, I understand that life is a place where it may seem impossible to overcome some challenges, but that is far from being true. I've learned that just because it's difficult, it doesn't mean it's impossible. Tell me about yeah. that. Well, um, you know, when I when I arrived here, honestly, um, I, I never thought that one day I would be able to really um, write the way I'm writing in terms of, you know, uh, you know, my academic writing, my essays and everything, because as I said, you know, you are just in a foreign country that even one word of the language, you know, <laughs> you really don't understand. So, you know, and thinking that one day you'll be able to write, let's say, you know, 10,000 words, dissertations and things like that, you know, um, 2000 word essays regularly, I think uh, that has been for me, although it might not be something really big for, you know, for some, but for me, that has been quite uh, helpful in terms of, you know, 
uh, making me believe more that yes, you know, everything is all about, uh, you know, taking your time learning, you know, and, you know, um, understanding that yes, it's not gonna happen overnight, but if you really, you know, um, keep the resilience, if you really keep, you know, improving, I mean, you know, it's definitely achievable, you know, there is nothing impossible in terms of, you know, achievement and, you know. Yeah, uh, you've chosen an excerpt from your chapter, Mamadou, that you're going to share with our audience. Do you want to go ahead and read that to us? Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so in July 2015, I arrived in the UK from Guinea, Conakry. I still remember how it felt to land in a country where I did not understand a word of what people were saying because English is not a language spoken in Guinea and neither did I. So the first thing that came to my mind was how am I going to understand English and then be able to pursue my studies as that was the main reason uh, my father brought me here in the UK. To say that the challenge was huge would be an understatement. But since I spoke French, which is the main language spoken in Guinea, beside other dialects, my reading skills in English were much better than my speaking, in, than my speaking skills. And that gave me some sense of relief and also made me hopeful that one day, even if I will not sound like David Cameron, <laughs> that was just a joke, I will be able to speak English fluently. And you speak English really well. I mean, you know, to think that you came to the UK not speaking English and, you know, you've now become, uh, you, you've put your story in writing, you're a published author. I mean, that's an amazing achievement. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, you know, it's very motivating, you know, to just keep improving, keep learning, keep going, you know, forward. So definitely it has been, you know, quite, quite helpful. And what made you decide to get involved in this project, Mamadou, and kind of share your story in this book? Well, first of all, um, you know, um, of course, during the current situation that we are in with this whole pandemic, um, I think if anything, you know, this crisis has taught us that, you know, we all need to be there for each other, really, you know, and uh, by that I mean it's not physically, but at least, you know, I'm trying to share because, you know, when you share your story, you don't know how far that can go. You don't know how many people, you know, that might inspire, that might motivate to really see because, you know, especially when you, this story where you struggled will perhaps, you know, encourage others to understand that, oh, you know what, I maybe I have even, you know, more advantages that, you know, than this person and look where they are now. So, you know, I, I, I should try to do something. I mean, especially what I mean, what I'm trying to say here, if you are from the UK, you know, you just grew up speaking, you know, this language, which is an obviously, you know, international language. Um, I think that's a huge advantage, you know, I think uh, I, compared to myself, that person, you know, is, uh, uh, has, has better advantages than I in terms of, you know, um, going, moving quickly, you know, toward education and things like that. So yes, um, just going back to your main question, I think uh, what motivated me was that, you know, uh, this is the least I can do. And uh, definitely, um, if anything, I have to make sure that, you know, I share um, these uh, challenges, you know, um, and uh, 
I, in, in hope that it might at least inspire, you know, um, someone to not give up, you know, to believe that yes, they can really do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And now that you've shared your story, it's been published, it's in bookshops, uh, and there's been such a positive response. How do you feel now? Um, well, as I said, I feel even more motivated and uh, at the same time um, humbled as well, um, because, uh, you know, um, I, I, I wasn't expecting this, to be honest, you know, and uh, I think seeing it where it is today um, is just making me believe that you know, um, everything really matters. I mean, you know, those small actions that you might think, oh, oh they, it really doesn't matter. I think all that really matters. I mean, whatever, you know, no matter how, 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 how small, you know, a positive action is, it is, you know, absolutely meaningful, you know, and because everything here, as I say, to me, to myself, I know is really, you know, it's not that much because as I said, I have big ambitions. I want to really, you know, go far in life, but um, seeing that, yes, this has uh, been where it is. My story is now in a book, you know, and I guess at least, at least, it might, you know, inspire a couple of people, hopefully. So it, it is absolutely making me even more motivated, more determined to really, you know, um, make positive, you know, impacts on mm. society. And obviously this series of the Student Sessions podcast is focused on role models. So having shared your story, Mamadou, how do you feel about being a role model for some of our listeners and for other people who find themselves in a situation similar to your own? Well, in terms of role model, <laughs> are you blushing like, right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, well, I all I want to say really is that um, never give up. Really, you know, um, it is. I mean, as I said, things might you know might look impossible. It might be difficult. Some days might be different. You know, um, but. Uh, um, we all, what I'm realizing now, what I'm discovering is that each human being has, you know, something special, you know, to offer. And I think if we really try to always remember that, um, I think, uh, you know, um, that might help, you know, uh, everyone to really try to discover what their potential is, what they can offer, what is that special thing that they have, right? So... Yeah, um, in terms of role model, honestly, I think I need to, you know, um, um, to really do more to feel like, yes, I am, but I'm glad if, you know, you think that I am today. <laughs> you absolutely are, Mamadou, and I think once we are out of lockdown, uh, there'll probably be people on the street queuing up for your autograph. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. I signed a couple of auto autographs right now for, for, for a few friends. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, as I said, it's all about really um, understanding that, yes, um, we have something special to offer. And, uh, um, you know, we should try to really find out what that is and bring that out, you know, to make a difference. If anyone would like to read more about Mamadou's story, you can buy You Are a Limited Edition, an inspiring collection of student lived experiences from Waterstones, WH Smiths, bookstores worldwide, and of course, from Amazon. Mamadou, thanks so much for joining me today. And thanks for being so inspirational. 
my, it's been a pleasure, Tonya. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tonya. And now you're going to talk to Obed. And Obed's motivation is simply to inspire young individuals like himself to face their fears, struggles and hurdles in life head on. For years, there's always been a stigma around men speaking out on mental health as it's seen as a weakness. Obed's wish is for young men to have someone to look up to and feel confident and comfortable talking about their vulnerabilities with. Back to you, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Obed, one of our published authors from the recently published book, You Are a Limited Edition. Hi, Obed. Hello, Tonya. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you very much. Huge congratulations. You're a published author. You're a celebrity. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm really kind of glad and to be given this opportunity. You know, I'm still kind of pinching myself. I'm still kind of saying, oh, did I actually write a book? But yeah. You're getting used to writing your autograph, are you? (laughs) Not the woman, not the woman. Oh, you should. Get practicing. Different pens, everything. (laughs) I need a few practices. That'll be fine. (laughs) So what made you decide to be involved in the project, Obed, and to share your story? Okay, thank you very much once again. Um, I think what made me involved? um, Basically, I think... For the first, when I received the email from you, I was a bit hesitant. I was like, mm, should I really do this? Um, but I think what kind of motivated me was I kind of had a look back when I was in my first year or kind of coming up or growing up. And I didn't have really like any role model to be able to kind of look up being the first born in my family. So I really thought, why don't I share my experiences over these three years of university and in life in general to be able to kind of inspire others and kind of help them on their journey as well. So I think that was the kind of driving or motivating factor that kind of got me into it. And yeah. And and why were you, because you mentioned there that you were hesitant at the start. Why were you hesitant? Um, so at first, I just didn't feel comfortable to kind of share my story from the minute I, I started growing up to um, how, how I'm up until now. And I feel kind of growing up, I've always been told kind of not to share my feelings, if you get what I mean. Like, mm. I've always been taught to kind of deal with things on my own. So I always thought, like, there is no point in sharing my story or to be able to inspire others. So I was a bit hesitant, but as I said, kind of reflecting back, I just felt, what if someone is in my shoes and they are feeling this type of way? What, what would they tend to, you know? Who would be their next person to kind of go for advice? And that was, again, the motivating factor that got me into it yeah yeah and you're right and there's been lots of discussion over the last few months around um toxic masculinity and how actually often for male students or young people they find it particularly hard to kind of show their vulnerabilities because they they've been raised with this i guess Mm. with stereotypes Mm. that you've got to be strong and nothing ever affects you so now that you have shared your story kind of what's Mm. the response that you've had from people who know you Wow. Um, I think it's been like kind of a mixed emotion, um, basically. But I think most of the people that kind of know me knew what I stood by, and especially in our community, uh, in the Black and uh, Asian minority community, I think this is something that needs to be discussed a lot. And I think the first reaction that I got from people were like, wow, did you actually do it? Or did someone kind of motivate you to do it? And I was like, nah, it was for my own choice, you know. And I think, as I said, um, it's kind of a mixed thing. And other, others were not kind of feeling comfortable they're saying oh but did you actually share your story but i feel as time has gone on people are kind of more open to kind of receive these type of stories share their stories as well and i think myself kind of sharing it has kind of encouraged my friends as well to be able to kind of open up a bit more talk about emotions talk about mental health talk about what they are going through especially during this time at university as well so i think yeah it's been a mixed emotion but as i said mostly has been positive 
Yeah, it's been hugely positive. And we've had uh, comments and feedback from people who've read the book who said, actually, Mm -hmm. this has kind of encouraged me to share my story. So I think, like you said, even if one person kind of, you know, reads your story and thinks, actually, you know, that's given me something, then then that's amazing. Um, You've selected a section of your chapter, Obed, that you're going to share with our listeners. Do you Mm -hmm. want to go ahead and read that out to us? Okay, okay, yeah. So I think um, it's on page 16 of my chapter, and it says, um, There's, there has always been a stigma, especially on young men, to deal with our struggles in silence and not showing any signs of weakness. For years, we have been educated by both society and family to suppress any feelings, but unfortunately, we are on the Unfortunately, we are on the right trajectory to raise more awareness on mental health in the male population. Only learned that vulnerability is a superpower, that only the brave can expose their challenges and seek help to improve on them. So, yeah, this was just kind of a little snippet that kind of, right. I don't know if you want me to carry on. No, I mean, what I was going to, I was just waiting for you to finish there. What I was going to ask you is how does, you know, you you went from kind of these mixed emotions of whether or not you should share your story and thinking mm. actually as a male, I can't share my vulnerabilities. And now you've just read that out in print. How does that feel now reading that back? <laughs> yeah, I feel um, kind of reading it again out loud just kind of, kind of re-emphasizes on the point. And I remember I was kind of having a conversations with a few of my friends and I was saying that we've always said like a strong person or a strong male is someone who is able to kind of deal with their own emotions. But what I've grown up to realize is once you kind of share it, you know your strengths and weaknesses and you know what you are good at and what you are not good at. And that's what makes you even stronger. Why? Because you have you know where you're competent and you know where you're confident to be able to kind of exhibit your skills and um, where um, your, your strength in general. So I think reading it out loud again just kind of emphasizes on the point and I think again that was the main reason that we just wanted to kind of share it and not only kind of inspire people in my community but kind of inspire everyone in general and because I know there are millions and millions of men out there who kind of are, are not comfortable to kind of share their struggles. Yeah and I mean you've done so well you know along with the other 24 authors in the book you know you've all shared your vulnerabilities and you know you've all got unique stories that are things that everyone kind of goes through in their own way. This series of the podcast, Obed, is focused on role models. So you're now a published author, you've shared your story, you've shown your vulnerabilities, your story's in print for anyone to read worldwide. How do you now feel about being a role model for others and being seen as that person? Um, Yeah, I feel kind of, as I said, I feel really, really privileged to be in such position. And as I always say, um, I can't remember, I've seen it on um, Instagram or somewhere that we are real models rather than role models. And I think being a real model kind of re-emphasize on the point that you have, I myself might, might have my struggles. I might have some days where I don't feel confident enough to be able to step out. But these are the people that everyone can relate to, you know, because as from growing up, I always thought that role models are kind of, is anyone or everyone who has no struggles and they deal with the day-to-day things without any any help or seeking any advice but as I said what I've grown up to seeing is that you need to share your struggles you need to tell them what look at that and have a look at me on this day I was struggling but this is the way that I dealt with it and as I said again I'm really privileged and I'm really blessed to be able to kind of be in such position and kind of share my story with people yeah Thank you so much, Obed. If anyone would like to read more about Obed's story, you can buy You Are a Limited Edition, an inspirational collection of student lived experiences at Waterstones, W. H. Smith's bookstores worldwide, and of course from Amazon. And all profits from the sale of the book will go towards supporting students who face barriers to employment. 
Obed, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for sharing your story as part of this project and thanks for being so inspirational. Thank you. Thank you, Azul Tonya. As I said, I'm really, really glad that you gave me such opportunity to share my story. And again, thank you to everyone who listened as well. As well. And to our listeners, do join us again on the student sessions. You Are a Limited Edition is an inspiring collection of student-lived experiences. It features 25 authors. Stories cover a variety of themes, including LGBTQ, disability and mental health, racism, imposter syndrome, toxic masculinity, and more. All profits from sales of the book go to supporting young people who face barriers to employment. Buy your copy from Waterstones, WH Smith, and Amazon Worldwide. And of course, there is a link below. Thank you for listening to the Student Sessions, brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tony Galati. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We will see you at the next session.